0: It's time, ladies and gentlemen. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense.
1: Or a very particular set of skills.
0: And by God, this is The B.S.
2: All right, this is uh, what we're going to call FBI Fridays, no matter when we release it. Right. It's still going to be FBI Fridays. My name is Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There is Nelson. And welcome to the podcast. And uh, we have on the radio show developed a relationship here in Sacramento with the FBI. And I mean, it just doesn't get cooler than the conversations that we've had on and off the air. Right. Uh, But to have them on. So I was like, let's try this on the on the the new launch of the podcast so we can have as much time as we want and talk about whatever it is that we want. I know we're going to you know, uh, kind of pinpoint something here with our new friend. But we welcome back uh, the public affairs specialist, Gina Swanky. How are you, Gina? Over. There? I do
0: well.
3: Good morning. Uh, hello, hello, hello,
2: hello, hello. Oh, always
0: great to see you. You always look so stylish. I love it. So Thank pretty. you.
2: Who said stylish? Was that Gina or Nikki?
0: I said it because she's always looking so stylish and pretty when she comes in here. Oh, I thought
2: she was complimenting me on my new haircut. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> it wasn't.
0: Did you see the new haircut? What do you think? I see that.
2: You know, it's very summery. You know, it's very what? Summary. Summary. Okay, well, I got it for winter so I can wear beanies. Okay. So it doesn't mess up my hair because I love beanies.
3: Okay. And
2: this is it. But somebody told me I look very Lincoln, California, and I don't know what that means.
3: I don't know what that means either.
2: There's like, do you have a flag on your truck or something like that? <laughs>
3: Interesting.
2: And you know, you know what so I So you're s- getting
3: profiled is what you're telling <laughs> me. That's exactly what okay. I'm, getting. I'm
2: getting. FBI profile. Right. You know what I said to those people, Gina? I said, so you're asking me if I'm from Georgia. I said, yes, that's where I just moved from. If, that, if that's what the haircut fits. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> and you brought us a friend, a new friend. I did. Yana Nebishinitz. Oh, wow. It? I'm impressed. Right? Is that, that was right? really
1: yeah. good. Yep. Nebyshinitz. Yeah.
2: So, uh, and you are, uh, before we started, I heard you're from Russia originally? Yes. And, and, and now you live here in California. Yes. All right. Cool. So when did you... Uh, When did did you transition to to, to, the Fresno area?
1: (laughs) I was born in Russia, and then I moved when I was three years old with my family. Gotcha. And so we resettled in Washington and then came down to Fresno because they wanted a hotter place, warmer Uh, than Washington. Warmer
2: than Washington, sure. And you are a victim specialist. Now, do I call you Agent Yana? Nope. No, just victim.
1: Victim specialist.
2: (laughs) Victim specialist, Yana.
1: Yes, so I'm not an agent, not gun carrying. Oh,
2: is that the difference? Is that? Yeah.
3: Yeah. So about half of our personnel are Uh non-agents and the other half are. And the non-agents can be anything. We have nurses, victim specialists, HR people, You name it, you'll find it inside the FBI. So if people are looking at jobs, it's not just agents. You Uh don't have to carry a badge and a gun and go arrest people. You don't have to do that. There's a lot of work to be done behind the scenes as well. And things to also just help our people navigate, or in Yana's case, help victims navigate when they're a victim of a federal crime, to become whole after that experience.
2: Wow. So I. I'm really going to get out of this radio. I want to work for the FBI.
0: Look, I do too. I was talking to her when I was taking her out to the bathroom and she was telling me all the things. And I'm like, how'd you get into this job? That seems cool. Yeah,
2: Come real cool. Nikki. I mean, yeah. a little
0: sad probably at times, but very interesting. Like, I feel like I could do what she does.
2: So, Yana, do you want a gun? No. You don't want to.
0: I don't want to. Are you a gun
2: girl or what? Nope. No. No? Nope. No, not at all. My
0: hands shake,
1: so you do not want me with a gun.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe less caffeine, more gun. (laughs) See, that's crazy. I thought everyone in the FBI carried.
1: No. No. Nope.
2: Yeah, that's nuts. All right. So, do you go out on the in the field?
1: I do. So I go out. um, I help out on operations Um, because I'm embedded in the investigative team. Uh I'll go out whenever the agents go out if there's a victim.
2: Wow, okay. So that's, uh, so you're out there, but what if the bad guy's there and you you got no.
1: I make the agent go to the door first. Oh, I got you. (laughs) I'm behind them. (laughs) No, no, Do you put the vest on? Um, I haven't before. We have victim specialists that do if they're out on the field, but usually we come to the house like if it's an operation we come to the house after it's been cleared yeah. after SWAT does their stuff
2: this is fascinating absolutely I, I mean like Nikki and I talk about you guys all the time
1: we are so fat we
2: are, so, fa- we are so excited when you come and visit us we love what you guys do so walk me through on how you got here I mean not your background personal background Russian all that stuff but I'm talking about how did you get into the FBI and become a victim specialist
1: Yeah, so I was actually recruited into the FBI by another victim specialist. Um, I started helping people, I guess, unofficially when I was 15 years old. I helped um, Russian and Ukrainian orphans who were being adopted by American families. And then from there, I just started volunteering with nonprofit agencies. And my specialty was human trafficking and kind of gang violence, so high violent cases. And I just built up in Fresno. I went from nonprofits to law enforcement to being a manager with the court and then when I was kind of ready for my next challenge um somebody from the FBI was like hey we're taking people do you want to apply so I did really I'm here
2: that's fascinating How, how how long of a process has this been
1: well, it took me two years to go through background.
2: Yeah, two years. Wow. Two years. And so when you say you started helping with uh, the adoption mm-hmm. from Russia and Ukraine into mm-hmm. the United States, like illegal adoptions? Or, no.
1: no? <laughs> I wouldn't be here. No, no, no. What, no, 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 no I,
2: I'm, I'm not joking. I'm like saying like you were looking into that and and trying to make sure that did not happen but you were just helping just in general i was just helping in general yeah
0: with the transition of coming over here from russia yeah okay with the assimilation
1: um i would fly out and pick up orphans and kind of bring them to their families and just help explain the laws here and different things like that
2: yeah gina's like no she's not trafficking no that's not what i meant (laughs) (laughs) of course that's not what i meant I just thought that that might have been, you know, I don't know if that's a thing as far as, you know, this like a black market for babies. I'm sure it's a thing, right, that they come from other places for people that want their kids here in the States. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It might be. It's not
1: something I've looked into. You
2: you don't. You let's just get this clear. Yana does not do that. No,
1: not at all. Thank you for the clarification.
2: (laughs) Sorry. Sometimes I get tongue tied. Um, So as a victim specialist, obviously, first thought comes like law and order, SVU, that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Is that uh, like who you are, what you do?
1: Yeah. So basically, um, I'm like I said, I'm embedded in the investigative team. And so I come on board and I always tell the victims, my priority is you. To make sure that you're okay so whatever that means does that mean that they need to go to the hospital do they need housing um do they need to be relocated because this happened to them so it can ram run the gamut yeah. of what they might need and every day looks different so i never know what i'm going to be walking into mm-hmm. because we're on call 24 7. so if something happens after hours that's federal jurisdiction we might be called out on scene and just triage.
2: That must be a real pain in the butt for a personal life, to be on call 24-7.
1: <laughs> it's challenging.
2: <laughs> well, tell tell me a, an awkward situation that was interrupted by the FBI saying that you have to be at work. <laughs> tell me the most awkward, uncomfortable, odd situation you were in.
3: Just remember this as being broadcast
2: i I I mean it doesn't have to be something incriminating but were you at in the middle of a birthday party were you at a funeral or something like that
1: no i don't think i've had that i've had one time when i was on my way to mexico Uh. and i had people coming and picking me up and everything and i got a call about a situation and they were like hey we need you to deploy out and so I made a sharp U-turn. I handled the situation and still got to go to Mexico that same day. Wow. Oh, wow. So that was a fast moving day. That was like buddy
2: Mexico, like friends, right? Not for work.
1: No, not for work. Okay. Yeah.
2: Sorry, girls. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go save the world. Be back in an hour. <laughs> so you don't
0: get actual like vacation if you're going to go out of the country and stuff like that? We can. Oh okay. But
1: we just find coverage. Okay. So for my area, if I happen to leave, I have to find somebody to cover that. If something pops, Mm -hmm. you know, I have somebody that can respond out.
2: You have a special beeper? Or is there a light that shines Like a pager? Yeah, nope. like a pager. Is there a Yana light? You're that... showing your age, Jason. <laughs> I know. Do you have a, se- a special symbol that if we see it in the sky, we know that you're being called?
1: <laughs> no, I just got my phone that's glued to me all the time.
2: Oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. Have you ever missed a call? Yes. Oh, what happens? You get in trouble, I bet.
1: Um, eh, It depends on why you miss the call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as long as you can respond quickly enough. hmm um, and get the situation handled. But usually we're good about, like, if I'm not available, they'll flow to the next person. So
2: the response of, I just didn't feel like picking up is not acceptable. Nope. No, <laughs> no, nope. no, I did that to my boss the other week. He didn't like it. <laughs> I said, I didn't want to talk to you. Uh, Gina, would this be, I mean, you have to have, I think you could say this, right? You can have personal favorites of what personally interests you the most within the FBI. Like, you know, dealing yeah. with the gentleman you brought to us uh, last time and then mm-hmm. Yana this week. You know, what are some of your favorite departments that, as far as personally, not save the world, like, but just like so interested in it? Would this be one of them?
3: Oh, wait. I will tell you that there isn't anything that isn't interesting. That's the challenge is figuring out what your apex. Of course, working with Yana and our other two victim specialist is always special because I always know that that is probably the most important work that we do because we're helping someone else. At the end of the day, We want to do our best to definitely live up to our mission and ensure that everyone is their safety and their security is respected. Mm. And so knowing that we have these victim specialists, when they call me, I know it's important and it's I'm going to do everything I can to support that victim in any way I can, Um, regardless of any noise that's in the media or whatever. Um, we focus on what that person's needs are and try and also make sure that we're also respecting our investigation at the same time. Sure. Um, but it's it's critically important work.
2: Now, let's get kind of serious for a second here, because what you do is serious work. And when you're dealing with kids, it's always serious, mm-hmm. you know, especially when you talk about human trafficking or, you know, and I hate to keep referencing television shows. But I think that for people listening, they, they can, you know, law, uh, SVU, law and order or law and order SVU. Uh, and then like uh, criminal minds and stuff like that. So some of the situations that you've been in, do you mainly deal with the human trafficking or individual cases like the one that I have in front of me from the, the Sacramento story?
1: Um, so that's the difference between working for the FBI versus what I did before, because what I did before, I was very focused on one crime type here. It's completely different because we have white collar and then we have our violent crime side. So white collar, you're dealing with romance scams. You're dealing with identity theft, like
2: the gentleman last that came Correct. in last time.
1: Correct. So it's
0: not just right. kids. You're dealing it's with not just all kids. ages. It's
2: anything okay. and
1: everything. That's why I say it keeps me on my toes. Uh huh. Um, because I never know what the day is going to bring. Mm-hmm. It could be a bank robbery. It could be a romance scam. Sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, I gesture your, a lot. What's your favorite? Um. Probably violent crimes against children. Yeah. Just. Just because I love I love working with kids.
2: And and you like to get the bad guy. And you feel probably extremely fulfilled when you get them off the streets, I'm assuming.
1: Yep, when the agents get them off the streets. Yeah,
2: I mean, don't anybody get it twisted? I understood what you were saying. It's not, <laughs> I love that. when it, it, it's, it's, it's probably the most fulfilling thing as a human being knowing that you get up in the morning and you just saved a child's life and got a bad person off the streets knowing that they're never going to do it again. You probably sleep like a baby that night.
1: Some nights better than others. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, sure. Probably
0: the things that you see and experience, though, is not tough to sleep like a baby through because some of this stuff's difficult to have to stomach and know that these kids even had to go through, right? Right,
1: right. It can be really difficult. And mm-hmm. I will say, in my position, I'm not an agent, right? So I don't have to look at the material, and mm-hmm. I don't look at pictures, and I don't look at videos if I don't need to because I'm hearing so many stories then I need to make sure I'm protecting myself. Right. So I just focus on the kids and helping them. Like right. what do you need today? So that's the rewarding part for me is mm-hmm. just knowing I made somebody's day a little bit better. The worst part of their life maybe just a little bit better by being compassionate.
2: Do you have kids of your own? I don't. You don't.
1: I have 21 nieces and nephews though. Oh, so, so Well that's also <laughs> that's <laughs> say,
2: where do you <laughs> get your practice, you know?
1: All the babysitting. All I'm the all the babysitting.
2: You they're probably like, "Oh, And Yana's coming over and you're like, yeah, Yeah. I need to practice. Absolutely. So this story uh, with Bradley Earl Rager of Susanville, he's 67 years old. A federal grand jury returned a five-count indictment against this guy uh, back in July, charging him with engaging in illicit sexual activity abroad, transportation of a minor with intent to engage in criminal sexual activity and coercion of uh, enticement, which is a lot Uh, And this is a big story that the FBI handled, correct?
3: Correct. And we're still in process. So the case is still in adjudication. So we have to tread very carefully. Every person who's accused and indicted is presumed innocent until found guilty by a jury of their peers. I want to state that way up front. Our effort with this particular case is identifying possible victims. So the challenge is the this was a case that that technically the activity that is alleged occurred over decades and in potentially more than 150 countries Mm -hmm. um, because of this person's movement across the globe. So our interest is trying to motivate people to help us share this story, because we don't know where potentially adult now victims who have shouldered this their entire lifetimes, um, where they may be and we certainly want them to reach out so that way we can engage them with people like Yana that can help them connect with services and heal and put this behind them. Um, That is our focus. And so with the effort with Bradley Rieger, we actually had to translate all the materials into six different languages, distribute it all across the globe and the effort to try and get individuals to come forward that need help. Our interest is getting them help more so than the case. The case is the case. Right now, our focus is on identifying those victims so we can certainly make sure that they're assisted.
2: What do you say to someone? I can only assume, I I, I cannot talk first, obviously firsthand experience, but I can only assume how difficult it'd be. If you were in this situation as a kid and you've gone through your 20s, you're in your 30s and you're in your 40s and you've lived with this hell for decades Mm -hmm. and now you have a family that knows nothing about it, you've suppressed all of these feelings, you've pushed them down, you've pushed them away. It's eaten you up and made you this person, and maybe a lot of it you don't like. But now, decades later, you hear this podcast, you see this story in the news, or what have you. How do you get them the help they need after all that time? What do you say to those people?
1: Well, I think it really depends on what that person needs. Right, but I will say this case specifically has been really challenging because it's a different population, right? It's not children Mm -hmm. that I'm dealing with. Um, And so you start by normalizing the reactions. We've been doing a lot of forensic interviews. So we have our own forensic interviewers who specialize in interviewing children or adults who have been victimized as children. Um, So they'll come into the forensic interview, and I'll just talk to them beforehand to kind of get a picture of what their baseline is. Um, and then we'll talk about what their rights are in the case and we'll kind of talk about what's normal after an interview like this. So when they've talked an hour, two hours, three hours, I think we've had uh, like four hours plus interviews Mm -hmm. to talk to them after something like this, it's not uncommon to feel like you just ran a marathon and you're going to wake up tomorrow and you're going to feel like you got hit by a bus. So here are some things that can help and then talking them through the next couple of days, like what's gonna help you in this. And some want resources and services and others just want information. I wanna know where the case is going, at what point can I go to court, Mm -hmm. like what their rights are, what their federal rights are. So you're working different prongs at the same time. You're giving them information and then if they want it, you're giving them resources.
0: And all the resources that you guys provide to them, like counseling and things like Mm -hmm. that, is that free of charge to them because they're victims? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. So there's different like state programs that will pay for the counseling. Mm -hmm. Um, We've been working to create special platforms for these survivors um, to make sure that they're all connected. So every case is really different. Yeah. Okay. So every case is really different on what people are going to need. And so you just have to adjust And hear what the other person is saying that they need. Because I don't come with an agenda and say, hey, look, you've been through a lot of crap. You're going to need at least like seven to ten years of counseling. Mm -hmm. I kind of hear where they're at and then adjust and see this is what I have in my toolkit that might fit your need.
2: And let's make this very clear. In order to get free counseling, you cannot make up a story, Nelson. Okay. Let's make that very, very clear. Just because you don't want to pay for your therapist anymore does not mean you can go to the FBI and lie to them. I mean, so you can sit down and talk with Yana for a few minutes. But I pay taxes. I understand that, <laughs> right, but you cannot right. lie to the FBI.
3: Little reality check, lying to an agent, really bad. It's a violation of federal law. Listen, I'm not a good yeah, liar It's anyway. not good. You don't need an, <laughs>
2: it's
3: not good. You don't need an agent
2: to find out if I'm lying. <laughs> Maybe a car agent, probably. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, when these, these people hear this story, you know, I, I understand I, what you said, what you tell them when you get to them, but... What would you say to get them to talk and to begin with? I know, like after all those years, and you have a family, and people don't know that about you. Uh, I would think guilt and shame and mm-hmm. all these things that you don't want them to feel because they shouldn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. It was not their fault. Mm-hmm. They're going to feel those things until they get help. Mm-hmm. But after thirty some years, forty years, whatever it mm-hmm. may be, they don't want to come out and say those things. I mean, you really have to be good in order to bring Mm -hmm. them forward just to Mm -hmm. begin with, to get Mm -hmm. them out of the shadows, Mm -hmm. right? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, um, so we work as a team, right? Like the agent will talk about the case. And I think when you explain to people, this is about holding somebody accountable for the things that were done to you, um, and making sure that they don't have access to other people, right, that they can't hurt other people. So people respond to the, if I can't help myself and I can't go back in time and stop those things from happening to me, maybe I can stop it from happening to somebody else, and that hits home. Yeah. Um, and I find that most people feel a lot better after they talk about what they've been holding down for many, many years. Yeah. So it's actually, it helps them make sense of like, oh, these things happen to me, I finally put it out in the open, and now I feel a little bit like more relieved.
2: And anybody can go to FBI.gov slash Sacramento if they're in this area, but just FBI.gov in general, Correct. Mm-hmm. you know, for the audience outside of Sacramento. Uh, and I, I'm assuming you're, you're you're stay anonymous and, and all that good stuff mm-hmm. when they talk to you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, that's important. And no, you cannot go to that website, Makeup Stories either, just oh, because it's not? online. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Now, Yana, did you have to go through this uh, rigorous training that I'm about to go through here in the next month or so? (laughs) He's going
1: to Citizens Academy. Citizens Academy. We we call it rigorous training, not (laughs) (laughs) Citizens.
2: We've changed the name.
1: (laughs) Look, I'm sure there are going to be some sessions that feel more painful than others. (laughs) That
3: that is true.
2: So did did you have to do something, whatever it is that I'm doing? You know what I'm doing? I don't even know what I'm
1: doing. Uh, I have a picture of what you're doing because I presented. Mm -hmm. Um, during the Citizen's Academy. But no, I didn't have to do anything like that. Um, For us victim specialists, we're expected to come on with a degree in social work or psychology Mm -hmm. and then at least three years of experience. So I have me and most of my colleagues, like we either have masters, we come from different backgrounds where we have experience. So it's a plug and play.
2: Okay, well... I have a college degree. Okay. okay. I mean, if I want to move this forward, I, I Journalism, thank you. <laughs> I have a college degree. I've watched the Masters. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
1: think that just flies you right in under uh-huh. the radar. Yeah. And I have about 30
2: years of uh, a psychology and sociology exper- uh, experience by doing radio. Mm.
1: I thought you were going to say experimentation. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: well, let me finish. <laughs> and then I was part of a lab group for a couple of years. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, I, I can't, I, I'm so excited about this thing that I'm doing. And, and Gina, you keep bringing it up, but I, I haven't got my letter of like approval or recommend. I don't know what I get. Do I get a, a letter into my door saying you're invited? Or is it like the skulls? You get an email. So if oh.
3: you if you filled out your paperwork, you'll magically get an email yeah, yeah. once we know for sure we can let you in the door.
2: Oh, you got to a background check.
3: Mm, yeah, it's a limited background check. OK, so no felonies, you, you know, mm. it's not as intense as ours, but we need to make sure that the person doesn't have nefarious reasons for entering our building. So there is mm. a limited background check involved. And then you'll get an email giving you the details as to when, where, you know, what to expect. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, of course, that first evening, you get an entire package full of stuff um, and kind of what the expectations are going to be. And the coolest part, we try and fill the room with kind of the coolest mix of people that come from all facets of life. So you'll meet people that you wouldn't meet any other way. And in many cases, these are lifelong friendships that are formed in that room. Yeah. Um, well, they're so my partners. exciting. My, yeah? my future I, partners. Your future
2: partners. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <of> Colleagues. <laughs> Colleagues. Agents. Yes. Fly buddies. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yes. All can I, rec- can I, I want to go by a cool, I want to go, I want to change my name when I'm in the FBI. I want to go by Agent Buck Wagon Cover. <laughs> I just think (laughs) we're going
3: to like go to Alaska or something with
1: that (laughs) kind of name. Yeah.
2: I want to say I'm agent wagon cover. Doesn't that just sound cool?
3: I I will say range day gets very entertaining with everybody kind of adopts that sort of persona. Mm. And it is funny, too. I will tell you that the day that you go to the range, the most mild mannered person in the class that you would never expect Mm. is like this fire Happy person, and maybe I've never touched a firearm ever before. Will suddenly become like Rambo in a day.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. You can go by whatever name with your colleagues that you would like.
2: Okay. Can you, can you imagine it already? Wagon cover, you got a thorn in my side for the last time. Or yeah. or you know, the the head agents go and they start talking to this wagon cover guy. Oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Like, he might be a little old, but. <laughs> That's probably why he goes my wagon cover. <laughs> 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 he's not he's not moonroof. He <laughs> <his> wagon cover. <laughs> and you went, Yana. You went through the the firearms training, right? Even though you don't carry. No.
0: No. 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 no, no. Okay.
2: You still don't have to do that. You do Do you? Have I you don't. ever fired a
1: gun? I have. Okay. Do I you have. like guns? I don't not feel like... certain type of way towards them. You mm. know. Um, my roommate carries a gun. She's an agent. So mm-hmm. I like that because at the house, if something goes down, I got, you got somebody. Covered. Right. Exactly. I got mm-hmm. covered.
2: Did, did you find like on Craigslist, like oh, I'm looking for a fellow <laughs> FBI agent to <laughs> run with? <laughs> Or did they put you all together? You like an FBI housing, or how does that work?
1: No, we happen to work together.
2: Oh, and you're just like let's let's just room together.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep.
2: Okay. Cool. Like it's
3: very convenient.
1: Single it white is.
2: FBI agent <laughs> looking yeah. for other single white FBI agent to share two bedroom, two bath apartment. <laughs> <laughs> West side of Fresno, if you want to stay.
3: It's that, your new sitcom, right?
2: right? Right. Yeah. That's that's yeah. That's funny. Meet the FBI's. Oh, that's
0: funny.
2: <laughs> that's funny. If you could carry a weapon, mm-hmm. Yana outside of a gun mm-hmm. all right i'm not asking for a type of gun what weapon would you want to carry a knife a knife what kind of knife i'm a knife guy too
1: something that i could probably slip into my shoe slip in and out slip in oh Ooh. nice yeah. have you ever I seen Thought about this <laughs>
2: hey, have you ever I seen think. roadhouse the movie no patrick swayze
1: no do you know who patrick
2: swayze is
1: I think so. Okay. It's you, not I, reading an immediate bell, but somewhere I'm, okay, in there. Okay,
2: well, don't answer that like mm. that ever again, or I'm, <laughs> I'm going to kick you out of the FBI. <laughs> but, so, Patrick Swayze, he's a god, he's no longer with us, but uh, there's a movie called Roadhouse from back in the day, the 80s, okay? Because it's
1: back in the day, that's why I don't know. Oh, huh. well, yeah, when did you, when <laughs> did you, when did you get here? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Have you heard of George Washington? Do you know about that? That was back in the day, too. <laughs> So anyway, there's a scene in the movie where the bad guys come into the Double Deuce bar and one of them has a knife on the end of his cowboy boot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But Patrick Swayze, the cooler that he is, he sees it and is able to do it. But anyway, you want to carry a knife, you get like one of those switchblades on the bottom of your mm-hmm. shoe. I don't know what you wear, heels or sneakers. Heels, cute ones. Yeah. And you just Thank you. you just tap the back. <laughs> and tap. Like that.
1: Watch out. (laughs) You know I
0: can do that, right? Uh, Sure, why not? So you
2: say you think about stuff like that. I think about this stuff all the time. Like I am a, I don't want to say, I'm not paranoid.
0: Well. Not paranoid, but a little bit. Prepared. How about that? You stay prepared. Okay. You stay ready so you don't have to get ready.
2: Always ready. Yeah. That's why I'm a perfect FBI agent. That's why I'm wagon (laughs) cover. So like when I go on a plane, closed-toed shoes, uh, always, always wearing a belt. Okay. You know, because in case I got to regulate Right.
3: Okay.
1: And
2: so I got weapons on me and, you know, and I, ah, so I hurt my feet when I got a kick. Okay. <laughs> she thinks I'm crazy.
1: Yeah. yeah I'm putting all the pieces together. You said experimentation earlier. Yeah. yeah. I
2: mean this is I'm yeah, not making this playing. up. This is this is true stuff. That's I mean like I'm always No, it sounds
1: good. You're prepared. I'm
2: observant. I'm looking at my surroundings. That's why I'm so mad I've been doing this for so long and I've missed out with you guys for all these years. We could have really done some <laughs> good like things. Like a
3: lot of agents that I know. <laughs> uh.
2: God, if I could go back, I swear to God, Yana, you you and I'd be roommates, and we would be talking about FBI stuff being on a radio show right now. Wagon cover. You can't be such a loose cannon right now. I know. Yana, pick up your towels. (laughs) You know, (laughs) stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, well, um, we're going to wrap this up, but uh, for those that are listening, at FBI.gov, and in the Sacramento area, it's FBI.gov slash Sacramento, Mm -hmm. Uh, Yana, Nevyshinitz, right? Yep. Am I Perfect. saying that correctly? Yep. It's a beautiful name, by the way. And you are such an amazing guest, and we appreciate everything that you do on a very, very serious note. Uh, so thank you for doing that. I know you really went out of your way to join us today. So thank you for doing that as well. Appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Appreciate
2: it. And Gina, our girl. Yes. Thank you for coming yeah. in once again. And I know you're busy, and you and you do this for us. So we're we're very blessed and and honored to have you you know, do this stuff for us. So thank you so much.
3: No, thank you for helping us educate people and let them know what we do and how to reach out to us.
2: And on Twitter, at FBI Sacramento. You know what? If you can you imagine being blocked by the FBI oh. on Twitter? Like, is that not the ultimate?
3: Fun fact: We can't.
2: I was going to say. I <laughs> thinking... Spoiler alert! I was going to say <laughs> legally they can't because didn't didn't Trump get in trouble for blocking some people? He had to unblock. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I was like, that's the ultimate block to get blocked by the FBI nope. on Twitter. Then and all any... of a sudden, you're followed by a, a blank account right after the FBI blocked you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to see if Agent Wagon Cover is available on Twitter <laughs> before this gets released all right give us a like share follow at listen to the bs on our social media uh the radio show of course monday through friday 98 rock in sacramento uh you can always get that on the odyssey app the bailey show.com and the video version of this conversation on our youtube channel at the bailey show all right have yourself a great and good one thanks for being here bye get off my
0: lawn It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now.
2: Please share, like, and support. TheBaileyShow.com
0: Now, get out of here!